0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Creative Emotions. I am your host, Alex Lee.
1: Cedric Papa.
0: Yay, and hey. it's just going to be us two today. And Another
1: intimate moment between <laughs> Alex and Cedric. We're... Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's kind of funny because their knees are touching, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyways, because uh, he wanted to try a new uh, mic setup with our with my phone, so we're kind of closer so this will be very interesting. Yes it will. Um but yeah so today it, emotion
1: is going to be exasperated. Ugh. yeah exasperated. That just horrible feeling of irritation and frustration. Mm. Just like, you know, like cartoonish feeling, right? Yeah. I, I think of a cartoon yeah. when I think of it.
0: Yeah, I really mm. think of the whole like Porky yeah. Pig or like uh from uh, um Looney Tunes are mm-hmm. like those, uh, are red Sam. I am like he's just like faces all yeah, red like, and then like steam coming out of mm, his ears. And I were like, head the, yeah, like
1: that fill up, you know, where it's like his face is normal color, then it starts getting red gradually, like you know, like <laughs> arms are folded, yeah, and then you're right, like the steam comes out and everything,
0: yeah, yeah, yep, that's definitely that's what reminds word. me, yep, that's what we're gonna be talking about today, so. Um first question Cedric is when was there a moment where you felt exasperated
1: exasperated oh um I think it's um yeah, so it was like recent, so it was like um I think I had mentioned it before on another podcast, but um uh like on this on this dance team that I used to be on um i I would Feel exasperation because of the the way I am is that when people I care about or I feel treated like um, how I feel or how I perceive is like uh, mistreated mm-hmm. or disrespected or um, I, I really try to examine that. But in my examinations, if I feel like the conclusions are like that person's at fault, mm-hmm. I, I, I I start to rile up and. <sighs> One of the things that, um, yeah, I was on this team, and it seemed like um, the directors were just very, just, oh, to me, it, 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 again, how I perceived it was like they, their form of care seemed what I would consider in, like what how I perceived as inconsiderate mm-hmm. to the group as a whole, mm-hmm. and the problem, and then I just, and then in my head, like I would like let it build. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would see it on like, I would see it on my team's faces, just how discouraged they would be being on that team. Um, Like the constant comparisons that it seemed to be always be made that made them seem like they weren't good enough. Mm -hmm. Um, There was like always this notion of uh, like that they weren't doing enough. um, And it just and the, but and the same and What also frustrated me was that fact that like a lot of the shortcomings that they were becoming frustrated with about mm-hmm. could have been remedied on their end. Mm. And it's like one of those things where it's like I'm sure, like their exasperation actually probably made me feel exasperated mm. because it's like okay. Like, they may feel like, oh, the team is not measuring or it's not getting together. And it's like they want to actively or emotionally, you know, trigger um, themselves. And they want to go to the first thing that will give them an outlet to kind of deal with that anger, which is straight up like, let me just lash out at the team. And I felt that and I was like, this is I feel like this is a lot of ways incorrect because they're like this path doesn't seem like at all constructive, productive, doesn't seem. um And it just, in the end, it just like, I, and the thing was like, what I want to remember and how I perceive this like, I would, I would go around and I would talk to them or I would, I would see like, you know, like I would try to check it, check in on them just so that they would feel, you know, like validated or, you know, like, it's again, like I'm so glad that you're spending your time here, like whatever spare time that you do have. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you're spending your spare time, what little time you have freely to be on this team and to try to measure up to be something maybe a little bit more meaningful or, or to grow, that you're just being yelled at and being told that you're not enough. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then there, there would be phrases that are always carried around. And like one thing one thing that does exasperate me, like triggers me, I guess, is this phrase where I hear all the time where it's like, I, I, I wasn't twisting your arm or I didn't have a gun to your head. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, When people say that, to me, that's intellectual laziness because that means you're really not thinking about the nature of the relationship you have with the people around you. Mm -hmm. It's like, I didn't make you do anything. I didn't force you to do anything. And I'm like, the reality is, it's like, you didn't have to make me. Like, the reality is the nature of our relationship. I wanted to do those things, but you're abusing that relationship, right? Uh, for your own means and gains at times so, or f- or for your narrative, mm-hmm. and then again, when I think about it like that's what frustrates me the most it 's like there 's like an inconsideration, a carelessness at times, a sort of focused vision that like pulls away at other factors or variables that I think are really important that need to be talked about or discussed, and so on this team, i just i I built it up. And then I I would talk to, and one thing that I realized happened was that I would talk to other people and they would feel the same way. And then my exasperation was enhanced further, right? Mm, if you're alone in the yes. wind, yeah, right? Maybe you think you're crazy and you're just like, maybe it's just me. But then it seemed like others were also kind of like, Fueling that complaint or whatever it may be, because mm-hmm. it wasn't really out in the open. Everybody just talked on the side. And talking on the side, while could be steam, reve- like, you know, like it's like, uh, like reliefing, mm-hmm. right? Where it's just like, you know, like, uh, you're letting off steam and, but you're not really addressing problems or fixing the scenario. So when you return to them again, you know, it's like, it just, you, and then what happens is like, even though you're, you are letting off steam or whatever it may be. If you're really not actively letting things go and you're just talking like, you know, talking shit on the side or talking Mm -hmm. shit in the back, um, you're going to let it like it's going to slowly pent up. And one or two things happens, right, where it's like you you say something. Um, And sometimes for most people, they they won't say something unless they know for sure something needs to change, Mm -hmm. which at that point gets you in a sort of like emotionally vulnerable position because it's like you've made me become this person where I have to yell at you, I have to say, I have to anger you. Or they just be like, that's it, I'm done, I quit. And I leave. And then that nature of that relationship is always kind of stained forever. Hopefully, in time, maybe it can be remedied with, like, you know, with separation. Perhaps you can remedy and forgive and forget. Um, But to me, like, how I am at times, and I've realized this, where, and something I'm trying to work on that, a, a thing that my expaspiration is like something that I build into myself. Because at times I, I feel that I need to be able to develop an ability to, to be honest, to speak like truth, right? To like authority or to power, um, in my way, so that I don't get to a point where I do exasperation, and then I don't do something that is dramatic and um, and uh, like needless and selfish uh, at times. But I also think to myself, like, well, you know, like, I, I have to acknowledge, because recently, um, I've been like, um, I've like, taken the effort to go through counseling. And so I had my first appointment, like, ooh, about. I think a week ago? Wow. No, no, last Thursday. So, like, yeah. Not yeah that
0: I never would have thought that you would go to counseling. Yeah,
1: no, because uh, to me, it's like, that's important for people to know uh, in their journey. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like you are, we, we are to a degree imperfect, but we really won't know those how imperfect we are until we put ourselves in situations and realize what's happening. Mm. And the one thing that is important to know is that sometimes we're not very good at realizing what's happening to us. So... Uh, for me it's like i had noticed that there was this pattern of behavior um that kind of like hurt a uh, a large degree of relationships that i cared about and i need to I, and i need to help i need help understanding why that is mm-hmm. and and you know like and i think it's like one of the things where i have to admit to myself like as reflective or perhaps like as perceptive or uh, insightful as i think i am um you have to realize that if there's a pattern here that you had not even noticed yet, when you realize has been like prolific through your whole life, mm-hmm. you got to be like, oh, uh, it's important that maybe another perspective, maybe one that um, is, yeah, like an, a, another informed kind of perspective could help. Right. Uh, and so I was looking for, like, yeah, and, and it was important that I, I go to counseling because, uh, it, I think sometimes when we talk to our friends, it's like important, but they have something vested in your happiness, right? Um, And this is important to kind of mention. This is like a tangent. Um, Going through counseling, in the first session, I realized something like, oh, like, yeah, this is like a path, right? Like, um, But because they're not your friend, right? They're going to talk to you in a way that you may not be accommodating to or Mm -hmm. you're not used to. Right. And then vice versa, it may be, it may, they for they kind of force you to talk about things that, um, you may not be ready for. And in each session, you may not feel better than when you came in, which is something that a lot of humans are not great at. It's like, if they think there's gonna get help, they immediately think that help is gonna make. As soon as they do it, they're gonna feel better doing it. But something, but counseling, something like counseling, something like therapy, um, that's a long term process at times, mm-hmm. and so. But I had realized that in doing that, like, I know that, like, I wrote down on a, on a note card after the sessions, like, this could get ugly before it gets better, you know? Um, but I realized, like, that's the, that's, I have to, I, I, one of my strengths is that I am extremely patient about that stuff. Mm. And um, in that session, like, one of the things that I learned was, like, that it's, it's uh, that I need to separate my feelings from how I am, you know? Like, a uh, difference being is, like, You know, like, instead of saying, like, I'm an angry person, like, I used to say, like, I feel anger in these situations. Oh, you know, to because the reality is, like, it's very quick to label, right, ourselves based off, like, our feelings and based off our actions, but... Um, and this is what I learned from a friend but it's like sometimes you're, you're not those things you know like in which is hard to say a lot of people will say different mm, right that's like yeah. you know like your actions define you like that's a common narrative that people hear right it's your choices that you make that define you it's like you're or it's how you're feeling on the inside but uh, like a friend of mine is like you're neither of those things because the reality is like at the core of who you are like you are still discovering you're constantly discovering right um and there are attributes and values that you'll hold and then there for some reason in situations you'll you'll shift and you'll change um depending on what you're looking for and he and the person told me like everything that you want to be and you are is already inside you right and so that was something that was really important then coupled with the counseling session where it's like yeah you're in this situation you're feeling and you don't want to attach that like you have to find a way to separate your feelings from the idea from your identity um is really important uh because and she was mentioning it's like because we want to essentially make connections about how what like because feelings are so powerful we want to connect to that so quickly Hmm. you know like that sense of like okay like And because from there, like from our feelings, we define action, right? And then from action, we, we, we change into that life. It's like, and so it's like one of those things, it's like, well, if you separate yourself from that you're able to realize like, okay, like you get to see the narrative more objectively. Right. Yeah. And, and one of the things the counselor had told me was like, oh, like I noticed that like, like, um, yeah, you you place a lot of like self-shaming on yourself for um, what had happened. And then she kind of was like and then she wanted to talk about like, well, what did actually happen in that room and stuff like that? And then what's funny is that she ended up kind of being on my side at the end. It's like I'm getting charged up from the way that you're talking about, because if you felt like there was no medium in which to talk and then you you spoke your truth. And the first thing that they did was like emotionally try to like kind of like, you know, like harm you and whatever it may be. And it's like, well, that must have been so harmful to you. And I was like, yeah, it was. And then um and and in that regard, right? Like, and I don't blame them for that. Like I and then that's the thing, like she was like, "Oh, like you have like you have the capacity to be like understanding, right? But she also said like there's this there is a certain to, to a certain degree you have to realize to To deal with that in a a much like healthier way, and but in that moment, right, like circling back to everything, right, like when I felt exasperated, like I let my feelings, right, connect to my identity, and then that identity would create like also, and my feelings would also create these actions, and I would let them build until I became so exasperated with something that something had to be done, and for me because i care about people right like at the relationships that i had i also cared about those those directors so i couldn't just walk away even though that could have been probably a more viable option to kind of like be like you know i can't be here for this i can't i i should define this relationship and one of the things that the counselor says like i think you need to really learn how to set boundaries and um <clears throat> and it's like okay and in doing so it was like i need if i had walked away perhaps but then at the same time it's like i cared about them so i said what i wanted to say maybe not to their face which was not great but um you know i said it and you know, in in the kind of like in the you know in a sort of like in a terrible cultured like in our culture way uh but this time i did it in front of a microphone instead of like in someone else's private ear right right and, um, yeah, and it led to, like, a pretty horrible action and, you know, like a frustration, whatever it may be. But that's the thing. It's like um, when, when I feel exasperated, it's not um, – it's one of those things that I, I really try to examine. I really try to understand and be frustrated with. But then what became problematic is, like, what I need to really realize is, like, how do I get there? How do I get there? Mm-hmm. So I, I I've been meandering, but yeah, that's pretty much how. That's my experience with exasperation, like recently. Wow. So, yeah, I know it's a lot.
0: Well, it's really interesting to say, of, you know, like especially going through the whole situation with your problems with your land dancing team, and then the whole situation of you feeling like you're injuring others with your your exasperation with your mm-hmm. anger. Uh, with other people and being confused if this is helpful or as if this is out of control or if it's chaotic Um, and to actually take that with counseling really talk to someone who's able to uh, dictate that type of uh, situation really Mm -hmm. separate yourself with emotions and with the actions of the emotions that triggers you and you with yourself that's something that's really interesting to me because I there's three things that I I can relate to in mm-hmm. that sort of sense of the story that you were talking about, one of them is is trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and the interesting thing about us trust is that when trust is broken, like it's mm-hmm. just the most sensitive thing in the world. What? hell breaks loose? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that one thing. If it's like some like you're trying to hold a secret from someone, mm-hmm. and then they tell tell your secret in front of everyone. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. just like poof, like right, you're, you're right. destroyed. I get that it, for sure it's the most interesting thing, especially in forms of business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, it's really like the, the little things that you did, you know, like, Hey, how's your, how's your day? Like, how are you feeling on the team today? Mm-hmm. You know, really having that small step mm-hmm. and really taking that step to really consider everyone else's feeling is really, is really, really, um, noble of you, you know? Right. Um, it, what's really, really cool about that as well is that, um, that's that's something that I learned in Simon Sinek. Uh, I was actually listening to a video again this morning of why you know people fall in love with other people. Mm-hmm. It's because of that same small habit that they do every day. Mm-hmm. It's not the it's not the habit of buying them roses or mm-hmm. or buying them you know extravagant gifts or taking them to Hawaii or right, to right, Las right. Vegas or to you know any extravagant city in the world right um it's really about those small things that you do for your partner on a day-to-day basis um and and i think that's just really interesting on the trust situation that you do Mm -hmm. to really really ensure the importance of that, that team culture that really needs to be said when you mm-hmm. felt in that sense of exasperation. Mm-hmm. The second thing that I wanted to uh, touch upon was the sense of selfishness. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I really, really relate to as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like for me, I am a very selfish person. Now, when I heard that you were talking about the whole council, your council, mm-hmm. um, that's something that I just realized just now mm-hmm. that. I needed to separate myself from that. I do selfish things. Mm. It's, it's the, it's interesting because, um, creating that identity of that word selfish to to yourself. Right, right, right. Is creates not the sense of the word. That's a negative connotation. You create yourself as a negative person. Ah, right. So, so when, so there's so many things that I realize that I've done so many selfish actions, Right. That led to a situation where it became chaotic, uh-huh. you know, and the, the tie between trust and, and towards selfishness is very, very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like a good example for me in your relations to that is um, when, you know, I there's sometimes I play these games, you know, mm-hmm. there's a, it's a very, very interesting game because there's something called uh, multiplayer online based games mm-hmm. um. They're well known around the world, such yeah. as um, Dota 2, right? Uh, League of Legends, uh-huh. um, and uh, to, in today's world, right now, um, Overwatch. Okay. And the interesting thing about these games is that they are very, very, very team based. Okay. And, right. And the sad thing about it, and I've been, and I've been a victim of this too, is that no one plays like that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think I kind of yeah I've experienced that that occasion where it in order for success to really occur there has to be a team mentality but sometimes that just isn't synced up correctly. Right?
0: Absolutely, and the reason being is because people in in that world are so used to playing by themselves uh-huh. and to cooperate with other people mm-hmm. um, in different fields is very chaotic mm. because everyone everyone has playing selfish actions right for their own game right 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 you know right. i want to be at the top of the food chain right and how do i do that i need to win i need to right. win i need to win i need to win right, right, and that was my problem mm-hmm. you know that was that was the problem that i was facing is, is that i had a huge ego because i wanted to constantly win mm-hmm. and my anger came from losing trust mm-hmm. in others Because of my own blindness Mm -hmm. and, um, and constantly losing
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and allowing anger to constantly feed myself because of my ego. Right.
1: right, So,
0: so it's a really, really like hard. It's really hard to really take yourself out of those situations because, because what I realized about my anger is that it's very destructive. Mm-hmm. um and that's why i stray away from my I stray away from anger anger mm. does not help me in any form or situation right when i feel exasperated or anything like i get violent like mm. I, like i yell in the most illogical way possible sure, 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 sure. and um i i throw stuff <laughs> i'm that kind of person no that's okay um, that's i've done fine. those kind of things sure. and, and like it cost me a tv <laughs> that's okay (laughs) so um definitely that's and when you get into those situations you know that's a problem and and this is something that i want to speak with my audience as well is that um like please learn from 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 you know my mistakes especially because you know you never know when these mistakes can actually either you know save uh save yourself and really you know learn uh, learn to really be responsible of your own emotions as right, well so right. um but yeah like in in that sort of sense when it comes to destructiveness and like that um it's really really bad and and like recently i had to wake up to that like i, I was like you know what i i don't think playing overwatch makes me happy
1: you know I, yeah, I, yeah i like i've been also running into that same kind of like narrative as well like but continue sorry go ahead go ahead yeah like um the interesting thing about
0: feeling exasperated it can either do two things uh for me it it gave me a sense of i don't i don't think this is fun anymore
1: right right you know
0: it really puts you in a situation where you where 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 i felt like i gave up Mm -hmm. like it's like what's the point of playing this game or what's the point of you know or even in a business career sure you know or 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 like at, at any other job what's the point of me doing this job if all i'm gonna do is be stressed every single day right and not feel happy about what right, i'm doing right, right you know and and that's what i felt like i just like literally at that moment i was just like delete the game really take myself out of it and mm-hmm. do something else
1: right and that, like that's important because i think um when we feel a sense of exasperation, uh, I think the initial feeling is like reflection and, or the initial after feeling is going to be like, what you're going to do is you're going to reflect about how could I have let myself get to this, this, this level, this emotional state. Oh, absolutely. I think sometimes for me, when you get exasperated and it leads to an action, one of the things that I always follows up for me is like shame. You know, like I feel like ashamed of myself or like, um, like why did I yeah like because um, I'm very similar in the path of like anger with you too like I would like I I got to a point where yeah I would like throw things I would yell you know like I would hit like walls mm, or like yeah. you know whatever it is right. Um, and so I would be like and then if someone happened to see me do that like I would feel like a direct like sense of shame and even to this degree right like uh, and one of the activators yeah for me And I think for like, I guess a millennial generation is like this pastime of like, yeah, like multiplayer, like video games, like as silly as it may sound like that is a medium that affects almost everyone in our generation. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things is like, yeah, there's a culture there where like, because it's not really regulated, there's no really like uh, active approach to how to deal with that, Mm -hmm. like you have to remember kids are dealing with like loss almost every single oh, day yes. they, and they choose to yes. because they hope that there's going to be a higher set of victory yeah but in doing that right like that's not something that like parents are like it's just a video game like you don't have to worry about that like mm-hmm. that's not real loss mm-hmm. but the reality is like it may be small but if it's every day like consistently So consistent right? You're yes. going to You're not going to realize this But it's It's drops in the bucket That's slowly filling up mm-hmm. And then it's like Dealing with like Yeah like you're Like your kid Right When they get into situations That don't end up In their outcome Right And they're conditioning themselves Every day To be like Okay I'm going to become angry Like I'm going to be upset I'm going to be whatever it is You mm-hmm. know like frustrated Whatever it may be mm-hmm. Um because there's yeah there's like this competitiveness like like the very same things that maybe parents want to develop in their student like their kids like like for like when they put them in sports and yeah. stuff it's like i want them to be competitive i want them to be hungry i want them to you know i want them to have the understanding of winning well they're learning that in video games but then at the same time like like let's say there's a football practice that's monitored by adults right there's somebody being like oh there's a kid over there that's like really angry like I need to go talk to them or whatever Yeah, but you know your kid is like just yelling and like Mm -hmm. in video games or whatever and you just think well they should just stop and blank and blank but that's something they want to do and it gets problematic like yeah for me like the reason why I laughed about the Overwatch thing and why I laughed about like feeling like video games are for me is because I I went through that same path too Mm -hmm. where it's just like maybe I'm like like I don't I don't feel joy like doing this anymore and more. I feel just really, really, really upset mm-hmm. about what like doing it. So what's funny is that for me, I ended up shifting like my narrative of video games. Right. Because that's one of the things I try not to do anymore It was like I, I try not to be overly dramatic in my actions mm-hmm. where I'm like, it's either this or that. Right, like, um, because the reality is, like, what happened was I tried that, like, I tried to stop playing video games altogether, but then I realized there's like this, there's like this void that I didn't fill correctly. Yeah, absolutely. And then then you're like, oh, and then you go back to it, and then you're like, oh, I remember, and it's like this sort of ugly cycle. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I had to learn was like, okay, I need to fill, like, if I'm going to quit this it's important that I also have something else to kind of supplement that and fill that. Mm-hmm. So the thing I did was like, I didn't quit video games altogether. I just stopped playing multiplayer competition based video games. Absolutely. And I started building like more creative ones or like artistic ones or, um, like strategies against the computer and stuff like that. And so it's like, it's okay. Like, you know, whatever it is, because, again, like when you really think about it in like a sort of grand scheme kind of way, when you're playing multiplayer, every time you lose, somebody else is winning. Yeah. Right. And so you're making them happy when you win and vice versa. When you kill them, you're making yourself, yourself happy, happy while they're like, oh, let's screw this guy. And yeah. like, you know, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hope that we all have the strength and mental health to like take that maturely, like, oh, good game, <laughs> like, good game sportsmanship. But if you've ever been in like a Call of Duty lobby, or if you've ever been like, you know, like in Overwatch when you fail to f- fulfill your role correctly, it's not good sportsmanship. It's
0: it's very not. It's it, it, it's, it comes to the point where the where the person who who uh, who um, who sees that they they come very, um, very 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 um, like hierarchical about that mm-hmm. about about that as well saying mm-hmm. like um, like hey like like he's not he's not he's not killing enough people or he's not healing enough and mm-hmm. he's like um, but like you're not you're not the healer <laughs> right. you're not you're not the damage dealer right like you know? and it's
1: just like yeah like and then again like it, people are like they're in their most vicious state because they're in a high what they perceive as like a high stress situation mm-hmm. They're because they put the emphasis on like wanting to win and when that failure happens or when it's not, things are not going to plan, you become more and more exasperated. Mm-hmm. It comes
0: It comes to a very micromanageable sense where you're just worried about everything around you, but not focusing on the thing that
1: you need to work on yourself. Right. Um, and, and then, the, yeah, but then the, the, the same old adage is like, it's like, it's just a game. You know, it's just like, it's just a game. Like you shouldn't have to worry about it. And like, we would love to believe that that's okay. Mm-hmm. But the reality is it's like, it's a game that they play every single day, right? And it gives them joy. Mhm. And the nature of that game is designed to be like okay, like to exert power, right? To 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 create control. Mhm. Right? And so when they can't it's a very frustrating experience. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and 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 especially when you have to rely on others to help maintain that control, mm-hmm. you start to lash out. Like the last thing people really want to do is blame themselves mm-hmm. for the failings or the upkeep or the or their, the how they're feeling, mm-hmm. because it's like to them they can't see themselves and like you know their own feelings. They only see what they think is not being done according to their vision. Like, Absolutely. Hey, you, didn't, you weren't healing enough. No, you weren't there when you were supposed to be like that argument mm-hmm. always occurs. Why didn't you save, me? Yeah, why <laughs> you save me? Don't you have like, and then they, they just start making all of these sort of like roundabout arguments. But what they're really trying to say is like, I'm upset. And the other person says, well, I'm upset. And then it's like, and then at a certain, it's like, but you're trying to justify who should be the most upset. Like you're trying to like, people have a dumb way of like, Sometimes like helping others with their feelings because they're like, well, you you have no right to be angry. And then it's like, well, you've just told them that they're like, you've put more, you've given them less control of the situation. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be even more upset that you said oh, that. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, again, you're like, you're kind of adding to this frustration. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like the conditioning of like, of like competitive gaming has really like boosted that to like a million, and like you see like no, in like absolutely. like in Twitch streams, right? Yeah, like, like the pros, right? They're very um they're very vocal about their victory, right? So they they take that like very highly. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes they're like the very stoic like ones and whatever. I mean, that's not entertaining to necessarily watch, but you you mm-hmm. do see them. But then at the same time, you also see on the vice versa side where it's like, oh yeah, like they're super upset, and mm-hmm. that's like something, oh, yeah, yeah, because like. The idea of sportsmanship, right, um, is something that people don't want to see in competitive gaming, really. they The added experience is also seeing, like, like the sadness, the devastation, like, undisciplined athletes, right? Mm, uh, absolutely. For, like, breaking down or, like, yelling and, you know, like, visceral. That's why, like, when John Macaro was, like, in, um, is it Roy or McEnroe? I don't know. He was like a tennis player Uh and like whenever like he felt like there was a bad call or whenever he felt frustrated he couldn't return or whatever, he would just, he would make a whole spectacle. And then that's why people remember his name, you know? Uh, And so in the end, people really want to kind of see that stuff to a certain degree. But then in like the hidden worlds of like chat rooms and like, you know, waiting lobbies and whatever it is, it's like, like a more insidious kind of like, you know, it's like, it's like that's why it's weird, because for me, it's like, I never like talking in games. Like, I never like coordinating. Yeah. Because I always worry it's going to be, like, a kid that's going to be barking orders at me, or someone saying the N-word, like, a thousand <laughs> oh, times, oh, yeah. or, like, or someone just complaining, and I'm like, this is so much negative energy.
0: It's a huge negative energy. Yeah. The the interesting thing is that um, they really, really let loose, especially in, in such uh, multiplayer online-based communities, because... Um, Like they make memes about it. They they create they they pretty much create a very toxic community, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) there is not enough positive energy base Mm -hmm. to really, um, to really stand out versus Mm -hmm. against that. Mm -hmm. Um, like you said before, like when you look at the top streaming um channels, there's Fortnite, Mm -hmm. there's Overwatch, there's Mm -hmm. Dota Mm two, there's. And all these games are very team coordinated based. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, Fortnite it doesn't have to be, mm-hmm. um, like it could be single player. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with, um, same thing, um, same thing with uh, Smash Brothers. Sure, you know, or 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 any of those um, competitive mm-hmm. types of gamings um, mm-hmm. in that type of scenario for esports. Mm-hmm. When you see those types of you know communities, like there is always the sense of dominance and power. Mm-hmm. and and toxicity involved yeah and that's that's the heart that's the hardness of of uh of that we we see a lot mm-hmm. in in the gaming in the game community right. there are those you know great gems of people who 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 promote you know positive energy who mm-hmm. promote you know guidance and importance mm-hmm. um and I'd say like a person that I really admire is, uh, his name's Justin Wong. Who's, okay. uh, he's, uh, he's played, uh, fighting games. He's been a lot of, uh, EVO, uh, game, EVO, um, um, championships. Um, I remember him winning one in Marvel versus Capcom three. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also like really great people in the community as well, such as, uh, Daigo Umehara, who's mm-hmm. a Japanese player in street fighter five. And I, and I, and I learned from these type of people that, um, how they can grow within themselves mm-hmm. versus um letting other things dictate around them. Mm. You know? It's the essence of learning to grow within yourself and within how you can become yeah. a better as a person yeah. and not create such toxic energy around,
1: you know. Right.
0: And and be the and be the toxic energy around other people. Yeah and,
1: and again, that's like that's like it's 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 kinda hard, right? And and this is something that I've kind of learned and this is like kind of like a bigger tangential kind of like revelation where it's like when you're doing well in an environment you have no reason for the environment to change oh yeah right but when you feel like um the environment is like um you're not doing well in that environment of course you're going to force change that's like the basic rules of like but uh with that being said right like you don't when you do well in that environment you don't realize how like you've absorbed that environment's sort of, like, side effects or toxicity or, you know, its attributes as well. So, like, again, if, you, if you're, if you like, the best players, some of the best players in the world, right, really emulate sort of, like, that seedy, ugly, like, um, sportsmanship uh, like that side, sometimes video games is kind of known for characteristically. Like, you know, they're going to throw tantrums. They're going to throw their controller on the ground. Mm-hmm. They're going to yell at their teammates. They're going to, you know, like, Whatever it is, they're going to set blame, you know, whatever it may be. And I think it's, like, very, like, oh, that sucks. You know, it's very problematic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because, you know, at that level, you're just, like, well, I've done so well here. Like, I don't, and you just, like, I've absorbed this culture. But then when you realize, like, yeah, like, when we, like, you and I are not doing well, we realize, like, this is not making us happy. Mm-hmm. And we have to reflect about why it's not making us happy. And then our feelings of what, like, are we allowing a video game, you know, like, something that's supposed to bring us joy to bring us so much sadness be like okay well maybe I need to rethink how I approach games or I need to not play these games or you know whatever it may be um and so for me it's like it's like one of those things where it's like a like video games is like a very key tenant um into kind of like understanding to the depths of how angry I could get at something mm-hmm I was just like, and as superficial as it may seem or sound, like, trust me when I say if you have a male friend between the ages of like 10 to even now, like 30 or even 40, Mm -hmm. like if they've played video games, it's probably been a part of their life for quite a bit, Mm you know, and it and may they may not realize how much it has affected how much they've absorbed into that culture mm-hmm. whatever it may be uh and so just keep that in mind cuz like again it's it's a key point of exasperation like it's probably cultivated uh because it's been so unregulated mm-hmm. uh so unseen that it's cultivated in individuals this idea of like being frustrated and just being like upset and out of control oh, no when things yeah. happen right like mm-hmm. either they're used to control, like, because they're so good in video games, mm-hmm. right? That when things go out of control in their real life, they, they're like, I don't know how to handle it. And then vice versa, if you've been, like, not great or you find yourself in decline, mm-hmm. right, then you're conditioning yourself to be, like, a certain type of angry way because you see it all around you. There's no right? doubt about it. And then you're just like, uh, oh, and you go into it. The healthy way is to really realize, yeah, you're right, like, it's just a game, it's just a hobby. But the thing is, it's like, when you care about something to the point where you become stressed out, it's no longer just a game. Mm-hmm. You know, Monopoly is just a game <laughs> uh, up until up until somebody's like you, like and just flips the he's board. Got like, you
0: know, like, he's got a
1: boardwalk. He's got three hotels. You know, uh. Sorry, he's just a game. Connect Four is just a game up until people realize like a Rubik's cube was just a puzzle until they made competitions about it. Oh, and then, absolutely. And, and they're like, no, now it's serious and I, I need to do it and I'll start crying if I don't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you got to realize that games have an importance in people's development and mm-hmm. how they're going to deal with it. And in a competitive sense, like, yeah, that's such a key point of exasperation for, I think dudes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not afraid to say that because, you know, like it it's so like, Empowering, Yeah, like, in the age of, like, not a lot of guys, like, sometimes guys do, like, read, can just read, or they could do some other hobby, whatever it may be, but regardless, like, gaming, either video or otherwise, like, has touched, like, a lot of, like, I would say dudes' lives. Mm -hmm. I can't really say for the female community, I would love to say that it's, like, it's somewhat there and and the same, Mm -hmm. but for guys, like... Exasperation usually leads to like just intense anger, and that's what we always see. You know, the interesting thing about it as well is that
0: not in not just in a video game sense, but also in in you know business sense as well. Mm-hmm. Like the form, the, the the whole hierarchy of of status. You know, mm-hmm. in the video game world, like if you say um, you know in Overwatch it says you're a Grandmaster, right. which is you know top ranking or top 500 right. in the world. Um, it's, you can relate that to, you know, to, to in the form of business CEO of, of the business or um, the general manager mm-hmm. of, or district manager mm-hmm. of, you know, of what of any other business. Right. It, it, in that sort of sense, it's very empowering to have that sense of status in other people, mm-hmm. and people get angry off of that when, when, um, when they don't achieve that status. Right. You know. Right. So to, to, to really see that in, in the revolving sense of the world, it's, it's very general on how we see these things and really need to understand how to actually
1: take away, you know, from that sense as well. Right. And I like, think that's the important thing I took away from the counseling session, like... The separate the idea of what you're feeling to who you are mm-hmm. because a lot of times I think exasperation this particular feeling is really what f- fuels like people to do really dramatic oh, really shoot really yeah. unthought-out actions mm-hmm. um, because you really think like oh like I'm just I am angry like I am furious mm-hmm. and I'm going to do something about it right now as opposed to like well I am feeling angry in this situation what can I do to not feel this way or to feel differently about a situation Mm -hmm. where when you start to use the word feel like when you separate that it's like okay it's a thing that doesn't need to be resolved dramatically but it is a thing that needs to be resolved but like in the dimension that it really is where Mm -hmm. it's just like it's temporary but knowing that it's temporary like you know that it's just a byproduct of a situation at times yes right as opposed to well i'm an angry person and that's just how i am Mm -hmm. right and it's like well you're not angry all the time (laughs) oh yeah you you're not not angry picking up ice cream you're not angry (laughs) like eating like can you imagine eating ice cream yeah like it's like it's like i'm not angry like you know doing the one thing that i love it's like that makes no sense Mm -hmm. right What I'm, what you're really saying is, I feel anger in these types of situations. It's like, okay, well, let's just remedy these situations accordingly, right? But if you say like I'm an angry person, then it means it gives you permission to really say, to really do destructive or unhealthy things or whatever it is. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm the best there is. Like, I'm the best person at like this job. I'm the best person playing this video game, and then that makes you think I'm entitled to blank right mm-hmm. it's just like well right now i'm doing very well at this video game right um and so i feel like i can say these things or i can do those things but then even when you say it in those ways it's like oh okay you approach it for what it really is as opposed to the entitlements you feel based off like what the game gives you mm-hmm. like i'm terrible i suck Suck. I don't, like I don't yeah yeah care. yeah and it's just like and then you you walk away from it as supposed to look well, okay, I'm not good at this right now mm-hmm. how can I get better at this thing or whatever this thing mm-hmm. that's
0: something that I love doing rather than allowing such you know heavy amounts of negative energy come towards my way right mm-hmm. and so well yeah go ahead yeah I I'd say let's let's how about this let's move on to the next question sure um let's move on to um what is, what are ways you deal with irritation or frustrations? In oh your sure, life? sure, yeah, sure. I think
1: that that'll definitely lighten up. Sure, really... yeah, because we talked a lot about video games. I was like, I'm surprised, and I'm glad that we have this episode because it's like you know, it's not something that we talk about, but it's a big part of like I think our generation. Oh, and there's no doubt about it. There's... Um, but dealing with the, and dealing with frustrations, right? One thing that I had to do is yeah, what I really try to do now is like, is like. So one thing I used to do a lot, and I think I mentioned in this podcast, is like I would try to plan, right? Like I would see the situation, like I would recognize that the situation would make me feel angry. Mm. And I'd be like, okay, like if I'm going to encounter it again, I'm going to be ready. And I, I would, and I think about this a lot where I'm like, I'm in an unknown situation or I'm about to go into a situation. Any, now I think about this a lot, like any situation I'm about to go into, I think, like, I think about the worst case scenario. So that I'm mentally prepared to handle that scenario. Yeah, right? you know, um, whatever maybe like, oh, hey, we're gonna go out and see some friends. I'm like, okay, we can go out and see some friends. What if no one shows up on time? What if like blank happens? What if blank happens? And mm-hmm. I would do that, right? Uh, one of the weaknesses about that is that if a situation that you did not think of does occur mm-hmm. for some reason, I double down all of that anger on that thing. Ooh, and so it's like, oh. And then think about this. Like, <laughs> and it's like, no, shit. Like, I'm really irritated. Uh-huh. Like, it's like one of those things where it's like you, you placed all your bets, but then you didn't see this one thing that you, and then it's like, oh, you get extra angry because you didn't cover that one part because you had mm-hmm. prepared, but apparently you didn't prepare for enough. And that's like a thought that you have in your head. Mm-hmm. So well, now what I'm thinking, what I do is like, I do that coupled with what my counselor says, like, okay, you're feeling, like, acknowledge what you're feeling in this situation and realize it's just a feeling and realize okay like like you're learning from it but don't let it define you in this situation mm. don't let it and it, recently I've been doing it and it has been helping where it's like okay like I'm feeling blank but it's like you're feeling like you aren't blank you aren't angry you know it's like you know like you don't run into the narrative like oh like this sucks like I shouldn't be here or whatever it's like well you're feeling blank and it's like because this is happening, so and then from there it calms me down. Mm. So I, it's one of those things where it's like separation of feeling to identity. Yeah, that's that's really I think a, a, a great technique I learned from my counselor, and I really really like it. Coupled with the idea of kind of like being able to, if you have time to sort out the worst case scenarios in your head, mm-hmm. so that you can mentally prepare for those situations. Because remember, like you being angry at stuff never makes a situation. Better, really, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe in a revolution. I don't know. But other than like like if you're like if you're if you're meeting up with friends and you know, they're like and your friend is like kind of upset, uh or like you're like like things aren't going your way and then mm-hmm. and everyone kind of feels that already, like, oh, this night is not going the way it's planned, and then you right. decide to be outwardly angry, um, you are deciding at a certain point. Uh, well, that action is going to affect them in a certain way. And w- whether you care or not, like if you do care, then you should know that like it's a fa- it's not making the situation better. Like they feel your energy and they're like, oh man, that's not good. Yeah, right. And further nice. discourages the group. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes them even kind of fearful. But again, if you have to feel that honestly, that's okay. Uh, but with that being said, like um, if you do want to realize that, if you want to manage that where it's like, Well, instead of just putting it in trying to bring the evening even further down or Mm -hmm. the activity further down, if you want to be like, okay, well, I do feel this way. So let's see if we can try to shift our thinking and like and then like I'm feeling this. So let's solve it. Then like things could perk up and get better. And then that will make you feel actually better. And then it's like, okay, I'm feeling that as well. And that's where I want to keep kind of going with these things and stuff like that. Then that's what you should think about doing. Right. Uh, and so it's good because, um, again, like preparing for the worst helps me to like understand like, okay, like helps me to acknowledge, like analyze the situation. And then like, you know, and then, and then when, and when it hits the worst, I'm able to still be productive and good. Right. As opposed to like inside of my feelings, which I do a lot. I'm like, once I feel something, it's hard for me to shake it off. Um, it's hard for me to put it aside. And then I feel extra annoyed when I'm not prepared or when, when I used to not do it. I would feel extra annoyed that I had to set aside my feelings for the sake of somebody else. But now when I realize, okay, like I'm prepared for the worst. So you should realize that and be okay with setting aside your feelings. Um, or, <clears throat> But also at the same time realizing that your feelings aren't you. Like, it helps me to kind of handle more situations a little bit more versatile. And so it prevents me from dealing with irritations or frustrations, whatever it may be. Um, Other things is just, like, you got to really take time. You really got to take time away from situations, like, and just think about yourself. And then, like, take, if you can, just reflect about a day. It's like, okay, do I want to continue with blank? Mm-hmm. Do I want to deal with blank? Mm-hmm. What are the benefits in blank and blank in my life and mm-hmm. stuff like that? Right. And one thing I've learned recently is that um, it's like this other revelation I had when I was thinking about it. It's like, like, you know, like you. Everyone does pros or cons list. Yeah.
0: I. Well, well, how I I remember it. it's called the Benjamin Franklin list in sales, but yeah.
1: But what's funny is that I feel like that list is too simplistic to situations, and I would now consider you should do a pro and cons web. Pro so, and cons web. So think about this. So let's say let's let's um okay, let's do dance. We'll do a simple pros and cons list. Right okay. Now. Okay. So what are the pros of dance?
0: The pros of dance, like how 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 you like whatever you like yeah
1: like like whatever whatever you perceive as a benefit of dance okay of having dance in your life versus what do you think a con could be
0: right um so well well one thing about dance is, is artistic expression That's sure one
1: so like yeah it gives you an ability to express yourself artistically right sure
0: um it's it's physical health
1: physical health yeah so it's like it's like a good way to like um exercise or it's like a, a form of exercise there's no doubt about it uh-huh. um,
0: um so let's see here so we got creative expression physical health um community sense of community okay good
1: so we'll do those three like sure. a sense of community yeah right? so then now you you're, let's say like we're on the pros list right and you you do those pros now you have to think about what's the pros and cons of that pro so then it's like and so you'd be like okay so you said it's like uh artistic expression artistic Mm expression it's like okay when you do it for you it's like or for somebody it's like okay to do to express yourself artistically does it take up a lot of time or does it come easily to you Mm. and then do you like and then in doing that it's like oh okay do you have the time to fill out the artistic expression of that moment Mm -hmm. Is it based off like A feeling, or does it feel robotic to you, or do you have a method to doing it? Mm -hmm. And then, um, let's say for form of exercise, like, do you feel like it has a high, like, when you're like, oh, uh, this form of exercise is very cardiovascular and I don't have a good cardiovascular health, so it hurts when I do it, Mm -hmm. or you absorb. And so, one of the things that I've realized is like, when you absorb a benefit of something, you are also absorbing a con or the you pay a price for that benefit. Mm-hmm. So like let's say like I love the feeling of doing dance because I feel fit and I feel blank, I feel artistic expression, but it's like okay, what's the price I pay for that? Right? It's like okay, like I take up time, but then after a while what happens when like oh, like this is the one thing that I focus on because I really love it. It's like, "Oh, but now I don't feel like I like when it's going away because this is one of the things I felt like when I shifted in dance I was like for one type of benefit I ended up absorbing other types of cons that I didn't really consider because I had to indulge that benefit first mm. and so what happens is I, I look at a pros and cons list and I think the list is too simplistic right like you need to web out what it means to be like well what is this benefit And what cons will I take from absorbing this benefit and like whatever it may be. So Mm -hmm. if I'm going to, if I'm going to be like, um, like one of the things is like, oh, I'll take this dance class. And it's like, okay. And I, I, the pro of it is like, so I can get better at pickup. Right. And then if I get better at pickup, right. One of the pros could be like, oh, I'll, I'll feel better about myself. But if I get better at pickup, do Does that mean I have to spend more money to take more classes because I got better at pickup and I want to keep cultivating that action? But do I have enough money to keep picking up or to keep paying for classes because I got better at pickup and stuff like that? And Mm -hmm. so it's like to me, it's like this like um, the nature of like um, of understanding those things. And that's when the web gets like like out of control, which is probably the opposite of what Ben Franklin wanted. Mm-hmm. Like the pros and cons list is designed to create control in making a, a decision and stuff like that. Right. Um, and so, but I would say if you, I don't know, I don't like, it's just like a concept that I have in my head where it's like, oh, it doesn't really exist again in a vacuum of the single decision because that single decision, the benefits, even the benefits of it will ripple with consequences as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. I definitely understand that. Yeah. Um, I'd say for, for situations like that, that's mm-hmm. really, I can say that's, that's your strengths. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Um, cause when I, when I do those actions, when I think of those actions, I actually get uh, fatigued from it because mm-hmm. because a, a constant because a constant indecision comes through my mind mm-hmm. and it, and nothing and nothing happens at the end of the process mm-hmm. so that's why for me, I have to really experience it firsthand mm-hmm. and really understand okay is this is this really for me mm-hmm. so that way, next time I either do make this decision
1: or do not right that's like and again ultimately right like yeah you 'll spiral into the web, which makes sense mm-hmm. but- I think and ultimately and this is something that I, I say like you should live in the actual not in the theoretical mm-hmm. right, and right. from there you'll have actual evidence of what to do and it, how to move forward
0: Yeah it's 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 very like it's it's, it's really you know similar to a scientific approach because mm-hmm. like there's always you know the basic hypotheses and mm-hmm. the things that we learned in you know mm-hmm. uh, in school you mm-hmm. know all right let's see what happens Oh this happened okay we'll try this ten thousand ten 10 times mm-hmm. it's been happening this 8 times out of eight eight, eight out of ten all Uh right so um
1: that's the result (laughs) that's the result right yeah it's like it's it's very important but i i think yeah but it's just like a funny concept to me because it's like you know like you build and you build on the benefit and then you don't realize perhaps that you're paying a price for that benefit and you'll just think like oh this is just a benefit like it's fine like i'm happy until you realize like oh what did i pay really for for being this level of like excitement or happiness until mm-hmm. like it's gone or something. Or mm. maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, Alex, I'm going to shoot the question right back at you. So how do you deal with your irritations and frustrations?
0: So the interesting thing about the whole, uh, irritate, all the irritations and frustrations that I feel whenever I feel angry, it's, it's really always taking a step back for me and really saying, Oh, with my experience, Mm -hmm. this is going to happen again. Mm. So I'm a step back away from this. Mm, So I really take myself out of that situation. I see. Okay. You know, like I, whenever I see a situation that I know that I've dealt with in the past before, Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, Nope, not going that way. Okay. (laughs) Not going that way. I'm going to go the other way or I'm going to find another way around it. So I take it really in a simple approach for me. You know, I've also I remember this one time when um, when I was uh, when I was in a religious order, mm-hmm. um, a good friend of mine, like he, he he's a really, really interesting guy because whenever he 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 lets go of his anger, mm-hmm. he he controls it like he because mm. uh, he controls it. he only says what he needs to say to to say a, a important point. Mm-hmm. But then after that, um, but after that, um, he he, you know, he's he's, he's still, fine, right? Yeah, he's fine. He's still the same guy. But mm-hmm. like I remember, like I asked him about it in that situation, and he says like, you know, I used to be more angrier than mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I used to be a lot angry. I used to be um, such an angry guy. Mm-hmm. But I realized that it hurts not just me, mm-hmm. but it hurts everyone around me. Right.
1: So. And I can understand that that notation. Like, mm-hmm. um, I have a complicated relationship with my anger, because um, I realize that um, it's so destructive. Like, it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't realize is how deep set it was inside me. And then also, um, but why I say it's complicated is because when I know it's present even when I'm not actually outwardly angry. Mm -hmm. Like, I know it's inside me. Right. And the thing is, like, I know it also functions to activate other emotions in my life. And I'll be honest, like, my anger has a lot to do with who I am today, both in my failures and in my successes. Right. Because I think a lot of times people are like, I'm angry with how I am and I want to change. And anger has a mechanism of change in it. Um, that's why most revolutions usually start from anger. There's no
0: doubt about it. People yeah. like to listen to people like listening to people who are very fiery, who yeah. are very, you know, loud, right. uh, who are really willing to say what they what they mm-hmm. want to say, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Right. And I think it's like, again, it's like one of those things where it's like if when people and one of the things it's like, if you ever want to like. Like, this is an advice for, I don't know, I, I think one of the things, if you ever really want to feel connected to somebody, like, if, if you, if, like, if you wanted to trick someone into feeling that they really are connected, like, you really feel connected to them, have them, like, have you have to, if you can understand their anger, and you say things to them that make you, they make them feel you understand their anger they're going to like love you forever Mm -hmm. Uh, only because it's like, that's the worst versions usually of themselves, the most hurtful ones, the most vulnerable ones. And if you can get into that position, people can really, people really feel loved at that moment. They really feel like they can do something with you and like they can move forward. Um, but that's the thing, right? Like, um, unfortunately like people do know that and they kind of manipulate that in that sense Mm -hmm. uh but with me it's like my complication with anger and the it's very same to that guy it's like it it hurts more than just the yourself and the people around you but vice versa i for me i've extended that relationship to understanding like i i do realize that like my anger it's like the reason why they don't call it anger repression or anger like like instead of what they actually call anger management, mm-hmm. is because it's in your essence. And it has value at times. Mm-hmm. Like, But you need to be able to manage it in a way that is productive to you. Mm-hmm. And um, when you feel exasperated, that's you completely losing uh, control and then you resulting in actions that you can't do. But when understood like your friend does, I think it's like, okay, I'm going to say my truth mm-hmm. and I'm going to let you know how I feel. But then once I can in my way that's it you know mm-hmm. like I'm actually good mm-hmm. you know and that's a skill that I'm trying to learn as well how to be uh, confrontational and you know dealing with my like frustration and anger in a way that's outward mm-hmm. but in but not in a way that's destructive
0: yeah you know? it, so. it's, it's really about saying what you re- what needs to be said mm-hmm.
1: and that's it right and yeah that's it it's like say what needs to be said and then that's it mm-hmm. and then but sometimes for others, it's just really hard to do, mm-hmm. um, and that's something I have to learn how to negotiate through.
0: So. Absolutely, especially mm-hmm. you know, I remember you telling me about the about um, the situation in which you know a lot of people can relate to is that they don't want to hurt other people. Right. Um, that's definitely you know a relatable issue. No one wants to hurt. No one wants to hurt other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. But but you know what what we've learned today is that you don't let feelings. Uh, define who you are you define what the feeling is
1: yeah and that's and again it's it's an ongoing journey and it's not going to come overnight for me um but it does help to kind of like really like i have to take my time with it Mm -hmm. um and i have to be vigilant about it but yeah it's it's something that does is helping every every single time that i do it so Mm -hmm. that's
0: really really nice yeah, well, that's uh, that's actually all the time that we have today on today's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for all of our audience for listening today. Um, yay,
1: audience! Yay,
0: let's go! Um, but yeah, to follow our um Instagram page, um, it's gonna be creative um, uh, creative underscore underscore. <laughs> I actually prepped you for that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, it's it's gotten to the point where I'm just I I'm just know. gonna let I that happen. He, <laughs> he knows when I'm an underscore. <laughs> Uh, emotions um, yeah creative underscore underscore emotions mm-hmm. um, and to follow uh, me Alex Lee uh, it's gonna be L3 L-A-C-K F-R-O-S-T mm-hmm. underscore Lee Black Frost underscore Lee
1: yeah and if you're looking for me it is Papa Setti 88 so yeah let us know uh, how we're doing and then rate us if you can find mm-hmm. that find that podcast mm-hmm. and, uh, tell your
0: friends yeah you know it's always good to have some feedback on our show and how we can grow more um, and uh And if anything, you know, feel free to, you know, reach out to us if you ever want to have some good old-fashioned heart-to-heart talks. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, you guys, have a wonderful day, and uh, see you on the next episode.
1: Yeah, bye. Bye.